What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week for some Loud Thumbs news. I am one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm your other host, Josh. Uh, a little bit lighter, but a couple uh, a couple big tidbits this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more than last week, so that's good. Uh, definitely <laughs> yeah. more than the week before. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a slow ramp up after the Game Awards. Yes, uh, absolutely. Slow, slowly getting back to cool shit in the news. Yes, uh, we're going to kick it off with some uh, PlayStation PSA for everybody um, for I, I want to make a correction, I guess I want to do real quick. Um, this isn't even the show notes, but we did put up a thing on Facebook about the PlayStation 5 not being able to lay down or sit sit up stand. You can't stand it, right? Yeah, so, there are rumors going around. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to just kind of clarify this and just kind of making a little amendment to that. Um, I did more research. Uh, obviously, I read that article, put it out. Just a quick PSA to anybody. Mine is laying down now. I I am not taking a chance. It's going to stay laying down. Now, the problem is with the material that can come off and cause the issue is a it's a cooling material. So it keeps the CPUs and APUs all cooler. If it comes off, then therefore it's going to build up heat and so on. Now, the only way that people are stating now that are repairing these that it comes off is if you disturb the console while standing. Now, what they mean by that is like if you drop it, if you hit it, if it tips over, if it gets clunked into, uh... if if the console is at a certain temperature, then that makes this material more malleable, let's say, and yeah. it can therefore then be disturbed. Uh, if it is laying flat, it cannot fall for cause of gravity. It is just laying flat already. It's going to stay in place. You're fine. That mm. kind of thing. So that that's just to, just to clarify what that is uh, after a week's worth of time of kind of looking into it and being curious. Um, me and my luck, I'm not taking the chance. <laughs> I hear okay? you. Yeah, mine's <laughs> laying down too. Yeah, I did that not not too long afterwards. But that makes sense, right? I mean, right. the bond. I think the bond should obviously be stronger, but... Uh, you really shouldn't be dropping or knocking over your consoles in general. Uh, that would do some damage to probably any number of consoles. Um, so exactly. kind of checks out any, any level of adhesive or bonding, any material is weaker when it's warmer. Uh, so, you know, caution. Caution. Exactly. So just a quick PSA on that. On to uh, some discussion. Uh, real quick, if you guys are listening to this on Friday, uh, January the 11th, we do have um, some advice to head over to the PlayStation Store because there is a PS Plus sale that does end on the 13th. Um, or you'll be listening to this on the 13th, I guess I should say. Um, so if you're listening to it today on Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, ooh, spooky. But uh, <laughs> uh, you guys can... Uh, you can just go check out the sale before it ends. Um, a lot of good shit on there. I mean, there's stuff like 75, 80% off on there. Um, I've already got a lot of it on sale and uh, purchased in the past. But for, for some new PS5 owners, there's some great stuff out there. So go check those out. Go get it. And one of them to check out, in my opinion, is it might not be on sale, but Hogwarts Legacy. You guys uh, go go pick it up. Help Help join the hype train with me. Because I'm I'm all about this hype train. But the reason I want to talk about this is it has had an amazing pre-order uh, that has come down through Steam. They have reported that Hogwarts Legacy is number four on the Steam list for pre-orders. That's amazing. That checks out. That checks out. Yeah. 
I, I was super, super thrilled to see that. Uh, it's my most anticipated game of the year, and it's out in about a month. I think it's exactly a month from the day that we're recording this right now. So go uh, go pre-order along with everybody else, because uh, I think there's going to be plenty of us to chit-chat and share some cool uh, new Hogwarts shit when this comes out, and I'm Hell really yeah. excited to do that. Uh, I, it's going to be my Elden Ring so get <laughs> sick of me talking about it all just <laughs> I, I i don't know what medication you need to get over that sort of sickness but get sick because i'm gonna be talking about it <laughs> <laughs> the same one when they uh they they took listening to me talk about Elden Ring for yeah, take that months. exact same medicine yeah. yes <laughs> yeah a little a little ginger at least yeah ginger oh yeah it always goes a long way yeah no problems on that one um next we're going to talk real quick about the razor's uh, razor edge okay so this is the uh the new other uh, the we joked about it josh on news a couple of times they say it's uh -huh. gonna be a steam deck killer and you know switch this and that and the other um no it's not gonna kill any of that kind of stuff this is kind of a in its own you know world um this thing does not impress me uh the only really re really big reason i wanted to bring this to people's attention who may be interested in something like this is if they have a Verizon account, you can get this thing for as cheap as $180. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, that does require, you know, you're going to sign up for a contract and you're going to get so much off for doing that. But then, you know, you get a 10 month payment you can put down for it. So I have a link to it down in the links below if you guys want to check it out for yourself. But um, it's debuting January 26th. So it's not out yet. I'm giving everybody kind of a heads up on this one. But it is, uh, there's options for 5G and Wi-Fi versions on it. And it's full price. Uh, they're stating is going to be right around the $500 range. <laughs> so that's, that's for the, uh, they're, they're calling that the Founders Bundle, which is going to include the uh, wireless earbuds. So it's a value. I don't think this Ish. thing is, if you want to put a lot of work in, on the back end by emulation and making everything work, you could do it. I mean, it's going to emulate switch. It's going to emulate, you know, anything prior to switch, maybe not, you know, you're not going to get like PS4 and, and uh, Xbox one sort of stuff on this, like you would a steam deck. Cause it just doesn't have that sort of power. Um, I'm sure somebody's going to try and I, you know, I commend them for it, but uh, yeah. I don't know what this, this is a cell phone with the um controller <laughs> attachments it's it, that's what it is it, it's it's a cell phone with controller attachments it's not like one singular device uh when you look at this uh image you're seeing a cell phone with the razor basically the backbone which is obviously i think a little bit more popular mm -hmm. than the uh than this razor uh controller is i have one of these razor controllers i i prefer it less but I don't know, Josh. You're an Android guy. I know you're a Samsung guy. Uh huh. I mean, uh -huh. this is a this is a gaming cell phone, right? It's on par with other cell phones as far as cost goes. I'm super curious to hear from you before we move on. Like, as someone who enjoys video games on a Switch and mm -hmm. an and an Android fan, what is what does this do for you? Uh, I don't know. Not too much, I guess. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think it does yeah. that much for me. I mean, part of that being, uh, I've been with the Samsung Galaxy series since the S2. So I've been with them for better part of, well, gosh, almost 10, or yeah, probably right around 10 years now. 
um, and they've yeah. always treated me well, so I don't haven't had any real motivations to switch. Uh, right. So this would have to be something rather um, impressive for me to really think about, think that hard about switching. And I don't know that it really does too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a lot for the, a lot of other people. I think the people who want this are like, you know what? My cell phone's for my phone. I don't want this to replace my cell phone. And I want to be able to have my cell phone and game. And I don't want to have to stop gaming and be able to, you know, use my phone and all that. That is an inconvenience for me, I know, for sure. Um, I would rather have my Switch or Steam Deck. And then if somebody texts me, I pick my phone up. And then I do blah, 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 put it down, pick my console back up, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't like the idea of like all of it kind of being in one on a cell phone. And this one is, I don't know, it just seems underwhelming for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it I seems like it has going, but... some decent like processing power and stuff. So from that standpoint, it would be kind of neat to have that kind of power just for speed, speed sake. Uh, right. We'll see. Well, maybe once the um, Galaxy S23 gets revealed, maybe I'll do a side by side and see if this thing's actually really worth it. Yeah, that'd be nice to see a comparison of some sorts to go from there. But yeah, I mean, it's not a slouch of any kind, but I just I just think it's uh, it's a very, very niche market that's going to pick this one up, to be honest with you. I, I Yeah, I really think so. All right. I want to talk about this real quick. We have uh, the company, uh, new gaming company, new developing company called Maverick Games. And this is from um, some employees have left from uh, Playground Games. Now, they are uh, Forza Horizon, and we've talked about that game uh, pretty extensively uh, on, yep. on the show, and we both really enjoy it. And they have had several people leave to create Maverick Games. Uh, I just want people to watch to see what happens. Uh, they have mm -hmm. not really announced a whole lot, you know, but they, are, they have left. Uh, some of them um have been there since the get-go so we're talking like people with a lot of precedence and Ooh. um i'm really excited to see what they're going to do with uh with all the talent so something to watch for out there this is just kind of a quick thing i wanted to bring up but uh i'm i'm ready to see i like i like the idea of this this is pretty cool all right i i'm gonna talk a little bit now i'm gonna play you guys a little video and on youtube but this is the, it, they call it the Nixie Switch Wizard. It's got a crazy name. <laughs> it's not, it's not like a, uh, a clear cut name you'd go with, but this is a GameCube controller. Yeah. Uh, one for one, it's, it's a, a GameCube yeah. controller. Okay. We'll talk about know. some of the little bit more that it has, but Nixie Wizard is what they call it. And to the, yeah, I mean, it looks like it to the point that I'm surprised that Nintendo hasn't just gone after them so hard. Right. Yeah, it is. It is very. Um, I mean, it's one for one. You can't say anything else. It's a GameCube controller, <laughs> Joy-Cons, and they dock to your controller or to your console. Right. So yeah. I'm just going to leave this up on screen. This thing has uh, interchangeable joy joysticks. So there is no drift with this, 100% no drift. If there is drift, it is a little quarter turn, pull it out, put a new piece in, quarter turn back. So uh, think, think the PlayStation Edge controller, except $69.99 for this, guys. 
This is That's insane. not bad. That's this... the price of regular ass Joy Cons. Yes, it's cheaper. I think they're seventy nine ninety nine. So um, the only thing that this does not have is the NFC reader that would read your Amiibos. Okay, that's it. Eh. It has all the other functionality. It has gyro. It has rumble. Uh, it it charges separately. There are USB Cs that you may be able to see on our YouTube, uh, right beneath the turbo buttons. So mm. it does have it does have additional things on it as well. Um, it looks great. Uh, the buttons light up on it, which is I'm a geek for stuff like that. I think that's amazing. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. I like it is it. so good looking. Uh, they nailed the color. They nailed the design. It's obviously dockable um, with a, you know, they give you, you know, your, your Joy-Con dock here. So you can make it just a controller or you can dock it to the switch itself and play it in handheld mode as well. Um, it's getting really good reviews. The thing that really, really upset me about this, I, I was following this and then they never released it they never came out and said hey it's available it always said coming soon everything i saw following them on twitter or wherever mm. and they released it they ghost released it they released it yeah they ghost released it and i i couldn't get one they were gone by the time i realized that they did launch it but didn't tell you they launched it so I'm following yeah. their Twitter page this whole time. <laughs> All of yeah. their announcements are saying da, da 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 coming soon, and then other you know avenues were were pulling it and showing it and doing the same thing coming soon. They were just reposting their Twitter more or less, and I was like, holy shit, I have to have these so bad. I love the GameCube controller. Yeah, it, like the entire guys. the entire industry. I don't know that there's a person alive who doesn't adore the GameCube controller. Yeah. It is arguably one of the best controller designs yeah. to ever hit the market. And they came out 20 years ago. <laughs> exactly. And very few have topped it yet. Uh, very few. I mean, the dual sense, you know, we've raved about it. It's amazing controller. The Xbox controller yeah. is also incredibly comfortable and great. But man, I don't are they better than the GameCube controller <laughs> and technology? Yes. And comfort right. and oh, overall man. design? I don't know. Yeah. I don't exactly. know. That is a that is up for a solid debate. Absolutely is. When I get one of these, which I will, I will be bringing it on to review it, uh, either for our YouTube channel or you know, both. I don't know. But I will have one of these things. It is it's up my alley in every avenue. Um I there's nothing about it I don't like. I I don't use a I I hear so you. Yeah, I'm good. Same, <laughs> dude. I <laughs> can know? give a shit about aftermarket controllers. These things look awesome, and I want to yeah. play Super Smash Bros. on one so bad. I want to <laughs> right? play Smash Bros. on that controller. I haven't booted that game up in probably a couple years, uh, but now I want to with this controller. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm hoping I can get a pair of these because I would love to have uh, you know the ability to play these with friends and stuff too because there's a there's a difference in this controller for me that i have to explain to people out there the a button being so large is a game changer in the mm -hmm. aspect of nintendo because nintendo needs this layout on everything they do they need this layout and the reason i want to really really just hardcore explain is when you pick up an xbox controller Where's A? It's at the bottom. When you uh -huh. pick up a PlayStation controller, where's X? It's at the bottom. Yep. When you pick up a Switch controller, where's A? It's on the right. 
Like that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Okay. The most used button. Right. So this changes everything in my brain because of how it's wired for GameCube and has been forever because you're naturally going to lay your finger on that button and you're not going to accidentally keep pressing the B button, which I do all the time when I switch from playing on Xbox to the Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I can see that. I can it see prompt, that. It even prompts you on screen, hit A, and then like you hit B every time because you like A is at the bottom, right? It should be the most used button. It's not on the Switch. It's to the right. So this, I love it for that. Like I want this controller so much because the GameCube controller already is amazing in comfort, but I think it is the prime button layout that nintendo fans expect i love the central button with every other button being around a a circular pattern easy i mean not that any other other controllers are hard to use but you know you're it's not as i feel like it takes almost more movement like this is very center focused and it's it's only tiny movements to get where you want and it's really easy to find every button yes absolutely and uh, for everybody that's listening that wants to go and find this, it's Nixie, and it's spelled N-Y-X-I game.com. And it is, uh, I mean, it's like the first thing that when you click on the page, it says, boom, in your face, you click on it, out of stock, there should be giant crying emojis everywhere. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to make so much money off of this. I they see really it now. Will. They're going to make an absolute fortune. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it, I feel like, I think if Nintendo is smart, this is something they'll lean into for the next Switch, at least as an accessory that they make. And it doesn't yeah. have to come with it or anything. I mean, they they need to understand that people have been dying for this for such a long time that they were buying Bluetooth GameCube controllers to play on the Switch for all of their stuff. I mean, the, when the wired uh, Smash Brothers controllers came out for GameCube, people are for the switch that were gamecube themed people snatched them up like crazy they were gone in no time yeah and we all know why but i'm a huge fan of the wave bird and i do have a yeah. wave bird. Those sad, are dope. i don't have fact. one yeah right. and they're super hard to find anymore but i found one on the retro road trip we went on over summer and the sad fact is, is they're not compatible without another additional accessory for my switch which i have to put like mm-hmm. i have to put the dock in another thing and then plug it in and then you know then you can plug the what wavebird dongle into it and then it should work but this fills such a need for 69 bucks that i can't i can't say no i got i gotta have one i gotta have one yeah it's just so, so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh Yes, so nixiegame.com. Check it out if you guys are interested in it. I don't know why you wouldn't be if you're a Nintendo fan. You have to be interested in this controller. It is oh, so cool. yeah. It looks so good in, in all forms, too. Hell yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get into some of the bad news, I guess. We're going to dig into what's going on at Ubisoft. Those guys have... Um, they have some problems on their hands, Josh. I don't yeah. know how else to sum it up. They they're working through some stuff, <laughs> to say the least. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's they've canceled seven games, um, and that's been over the last six months, and they're continuing down the pipeline um, of just getting rid of stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what they're canceling, uh, how we feel about it, 
and you know some more in-depth conversations of it as well but let me get the the right stuff pulled up in front of me because we got multiple articles about this to kind of chat about and the the big one is there's like a restructuring going on and they're cutting roughly 215 million dollars in costs over the next two years yikes Um, that's so much that is so much and uh, they say they're um, with some of the savings coming from smaller headcount at over 20,000 person publishers. That's crazy. So they, they have that. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. not good for them, you know, to be uh, losing their jobs. I don't know if a lot of this is mismanagement or not. There's tons of speculation we can do, but uh, I'm going to quote here. Um, what, what the, uh, CEO has said here, he says, today more than ever, I need full energy and commitment to ensure we get back on the path of success. He wrote this email to staff and a copy of this was viewed by Kotaku that we're getting this article from. It says, I am asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible. So, I mean, that's very corporate talk. Uh, it's a little more yeah. harsh, corporate yeah. talk. but dude, like this, that's a lot of games to be canceling. We talked about this a little in pre-show. I mean, yeah, they're biting off more than they could chew, right? Yeah, and and we we expressed a little bit of concern during uh, their huge show, uh, showcase, yeah, um, where they just they like revealed like six Assassin's Creed games uh, by themselves, like that doesn't yeah. count anything else. That's just one of their franchises. And I'm like, God damn, this seems like they're spreading themselves really thin. Like, yeah. I don't know how they're going to manage all this or make all of these good. Um, and it seems like it might be, uh, yeah, like, like you said, bit off way more than they, they could chew. They've been like yeah. that six piece of gum and they're barely able to jump <laughs> on it. Right, right. And I mean, they, they do talk about here um, that, we got a few games that were supposed to come out this year. We have Skull and Bones, which has been delayed again. That's another one that's been delayed months, not not a few days or weeks. That was supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and Assassin's Creed Mirage were all at one time or another expected to ship by the end of last year. And obviously, we're, we're in a whole new year. We did not receive those. Uh, here's the other thing. The company is now projecting roughly a $537 million loss for the physical year ending March 2023. So that means their year for 2022, they're over a half a billion dollars projected to lose. That's an insane loss. Insane loss. That uh, you can't you can't say more than that. I mean, that's like almost company ending loss. I mean, that's huge. I mean, I don't know how much Ubisoft is worth. Um, but, uh, the value of them while, while I'm going through this, Josh, see if you know the value, like if you can look up the value, I'm curious what they're worth. Um, but, uh, the CEO, he told investors during today's call that the projects, um, or have been projects making great progress, but will now be launching this spring, uh, with, uh, with several of these games, Skull and Bones being this one in particular, but, they speak about Singapore. Um, there's, I know that there is some sort of a, like, I don't want to call it a law or anything like that, but there is, there's legalities 
that are in place that this skull and bones game has to come out because of certain trade commissions and things that have been written in paper you know what i mean oh okay and i feel like this game would have been dead a long time ago if uh if that didn't exist it has something to do with uh you know them all getting their money back which i this game's not going to succeed i'll say it now it's mm. it's just too much has happened it doesn't yeah. look fun you're stuck in a ship the whole time it's not <laughs> it what, doesn't look fun at all it's you're not right. what people want in games right now yeah uh that is 3.34 billion uh market oh, cap as of january uh right now so dude so that's a sixth of their business that they yeah. just lost yeah a truly ridiculous amount yeah and this one this one really um this one kind of blew me away, uh, even though I'm not a fan of this, but Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hopes, uh, Sparks of Hope uh, was one of the reasons the company is now forecasting major losses for the year. Despite a big marketing budget and critically acclaimed, the game didn't meet expectations and sales coming out for the holiday. Really? That surprises yeah. me. Uh, I, the I last know. game yeah. did really well. That That surprises me a lot. And this one, everybody has said that they've liked it more than the original so wild they put they spent too much money on it that's why it sure feels like it really really does um and they also say neither did just dance 2023 the company's only other major release last fall at the time of that year uh they would normally have boasted another giant assassin's creed blockbuster and they didn't do that either so they had two uh their just dance and their their mario and rabbits big 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 titles that were supposed to make a bunch of money both of them did not hit their expectations and they didn't release an assassin's creed game so they really got hit hard yeah yeah that's that's a tough time yeah um i mean this really seriously makes me wonder where they will be by the end of the year I think I think they'll make it. I don't think they're going to go under anything, but it's going to be a tough one, and I really hope their games don't suffer because of it. I hope they keep steadfast, keep making good stuff so people will start, will keep buying their good stuff. As I know, Assassin's Creed got a little bit dry for a little bit um, mm-hmm, before they right. decided to really kick it back up in the gear and put some better budget into it. Um, so I'm hoping we're not going to see a law like that just because of budget constraints. We'll see. I mean, they promised a lot of titles, a lot yeah. of titles. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of—I don't want to say unprecedented, but it definitely looks like a shakeup in one of the biggest developers. Yeah, out there, absolutely, like, for sure. Kind of unexpected. Um, it really makes you kind of makes me wonder what's going on uh in the uh inner workings you know i've i've been watching documentaries lately on uh on a lot of game you know developers and uh most recently was hitman uh watched their whole shakeup when square enix like ditched the series and was like no we're done we're not doing it anymore what happened Uh, right there yeah and you know how internal employees actually ended up buying the company and the game and everything from them and then like continuing success after that oh that's wild um that was a pretty cool like comeback story but this is such a huge company to lose such a huge amount of money. Uh, they've they've got to do so. I mean, he's telling them to be lean and, you know, watch their spending. I don't think that's really the only problem. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you spending $567 million on something? Probably not. You're, you're probably, you know, miscalculating a lot of things. Or like you said, putting too much money in a budget of something that doesn't really need it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So what yeah, it feels like. makes me a little concerned for uh, the remaining employees of Ubisoft because when I hear uh, run lean and efficiently, that tells me you're on a salaried but uh, on salaried wage and you're probably going to be working 10, 12 hour days every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like they're, that's like what, they're that's what it says to a, me. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to get into crunch, you know, mentality again or something. And, and we don't need. Yeah. Like, all. oh, we can't compensate, compensate you, but you are a salary. So, you know, you got to yep. work. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, three of the new games they did talk about because they have, you know, over time they have been canceling some a little here and there, but three of the newest games that they have canceled uh, that joined the list of the four previously canned Ubisoft titles were um, announced today. And that is Tom Clancy's game, free to play shooter, Ghost Recon Frontline um, and VR's um, Splinter Cell project. So this one, this one really worried me when I first read this article because they were big old splinter cell right on the jpeg you know like ubisoft canceling more i'm like no 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 like this jpeg i put up on youtube was what i saw and they're like yeah we're uh, yeah we're, we're canceling yeah. we're canceling more games and i see sam fisher uh looking dope and i'm like no 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 you don't uh-uh <laughs> you know <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. this one hurts less for me. Uh, we Once again, we kind of chatted about it earlier, but it, it it's a VR title. Uh, I'm not heavy into VR. Yeah. I, I, it would be cool and everything, but it wouldn't be like sorely missed for me if uh, if it didn't come out. So it, it, like we always say, it's a bummer for everybody out there looking forward to it, uh, but we can only really speak for ourselves. And for me, I was thankful it was not the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better the VR title than the main franchise. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely um i don't want to double check here and see because i am curious so the other games that were canceled see if it gives me a quick list of these um well yeah we already know about vr and the frontline guys uh da, 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 da. yeah assassin's creed infinity um and yeah they do oh uh well they they talk about Beyond Good and Evil too, but nobody can tell you whether or not that game's real anymore. So uh, <laughs> we we won't even talk about that one. But they don't actually break it down and give you like a an easy to read list in there. It's just kind of all built into the paragraphs. But so a total of seven games canceled uh, in the last six months, and we we kind of know why now. We don't know the inner workings, but I'm 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 worried. I'll be honest with that. Like. Not to say that like I'm a huge fan of all Ubisoft things. Um, yeah, Splinter Cell is my biggest one. Um, Assassin's Creed would be my next one, and Far Cry is fun. But I'll be totally honest, I've I haven't bought a Far Cry since Far Cry Two because it's just not my cup of tea anymore. It's just don't yeah. know, you know. It's a it's a FPS that's sort of repetitive. Um, that the stories are kind of cool, but then there's just way too much crazy shit going on to, to be able to really follow it. And they, they kind of got a little bloated, I guess would be yeah. the way I'd say. I haven't played any, but the previews always make it seem like every time I see a preview for a new uh, Far Cry, it's always like trying to outdo the last one. And it's like crazy, like Michael Bay-esque explosion. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, just nonstop bloated. action. <laughs> and like, this just seems like kind of a bit much. Yeah. And in a way for me, I guess it was kind of an oversell too. Like they sell you this certain expectation, you play it and it's like such this slow bloated overloaded thing that just takes so long to get to the cool shit where I've just kind of given up by then for me. I mean, it's just like, you know what? I even played co-op with my son on the last one. Um, not six, but five. 
Um, and it was just another deal where I'm like, okay, I mean, this is fun playing together, but when are we going to get to the, the, all the cool, crazy shit we can do? I'm just fighting a bunch of weirdos that are, you know, worshiping some <laughs> crazy God out in the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Okay, I think I've had enough now, that kind of stuff. But we'll end it on a light note. We do have uh, tons of Assassin's Creed stuff planned for release uh, over the next few years. They state here. Um, so we have the Stealth Focus spinoff. That's uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, we uh, That's supposed to be this, this year, just a little later on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Project Red. That's the project in Japan. Looks really cool. That's your... Yeah. Be a Shinobi in that one. Uh, and then Assassin's Creed Jade, which also looks amazing. Am I getting those backwards now that I'm thinking about it? Is Jade the Shinobi? Nope. Uh, you okay. were correct. The red okay. one is a Shinobi, and then the Jade is based in China. I believe that's their mobile game. That is... Yep, that is the mobile... Yep, AAA mobile game. Uh, yep, I see that now. Um, but yeah, no, no specific dates on those either, they say. And then uh, they tell us, you know, hey, don't forget that uh, apparently the PS or the, the Prince of Persia remake is still happening. Um, <laughs> and then that that one's on on real rocky tread there. Something's happening. And then uh, we're still doing the barely talked about Splinter Cell remake. Yes, that's why I'm going to talk about it more. <laughs> so more people hear about it. Some more people talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't kill it. Don't let it die. Do not do it, please. So, uh, yeah, uh, we will be watching to see what happens from these guys. Uh, they, this surprised me. This was crazy news. I did not see us talking about it today. And it all of this just happened today as well. Um, they, they have a battle ahead. That's for sure. Yeah. They got a, they're obviously they're leaning hard on all their Assassin's Creed fans, man. I don't, I don't know what else they're thinking they're going to do here. They've been wildly successful, but it's, uh, it's a lot of eggs in one basket. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So we will see what happens. I'm sure we'll be following this as, uh, as time goes by. Well, we're, uh, we're going to get out of here soon. We're going to talk about some games coming out. We'll get here, uh, starting on January 13th um we have criminal expert pc dragon ball z it's getting another one that's uh that's playstation and xbox okay dusk 82 on switch fury fight gangsters of city is switch illustrated every picture tells a story for apple that must be something that's going to be on the uh, apple arcade one piece odyssey that's coming out for everything except for switch under dungeons that's uh that's on everything except for PlayStation. Far Landers is coming out on PC. These are on the 17th now. Surviving the Abyss is PC. World Championship Boxing Manager PC. And oh, what do we got? Definitely not fried chicken. Okay, Josh, you gotta look up that one right now, man. We gotta <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, not fried chicken. It's definitely not. We don't it's, do fried chicken uh, around it's here. Something else. It's soylent greens. <laughs> Is it cat or something, man? I think it's something. You know <laughs> I have what no I mean? Idea. <laughs> uh, it looks like you run a KFC. Is what it looks. Just from awesome. the couple thumbnails I'm seeing. Awesome. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, that that is what's coming out in the next week. Definitely pick up. Definitely not fried chicken. And uh, <laughs> let us let us know how it is uh, in the comments. We, we want to hear about it. Uh, all these games. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. 
that's it for this episode. We will be back again in a week. Thank you again to everybody for tuning in and watching and listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters out there as well. Uh, you guys are all awesome. And if any of you guys would like to, uh, you know, join the loud crowd and be part of the Patreon, we are doing uh, brand new for 2023. We're going to be doing our pre-shows exclusive yeah. to our Patreon. So get a little inside look at uh, how we prep and what random shit we talk about before uh, the show starts. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always a good time. Never fail. Okay, guys, until next week, game on volume up and stay loud thank you to our patreon subscribers caleb lynch brian coger lisa westerberg zach mesra holden moffett sirsfurniture.com